Storm Bowling Products, the bowler's company, presents the Collegiate Spotlight with Coach K. Storm's technical director, Steve Klimkin, also known as Coach K, and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce you to a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us today on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight is Mark Scroggins. Mark is the head bowling coach at West Texas A&M University. Mark Timberg and Coach K. Steve Klemkin here. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Well, Mark, a great place to begin would be talking about your time at West Texas A&M University. Talk about uh, just some of your most memorable moments. I know we had Jack Jurek on, and he talked about you and your brother and just some of the fun stuff you guys are doing as a team. So why don't you talk about a couple of your favorite memories from bowling at West Texas A&M University? Well, you know, uh, I was fortunate to be able to bowl with uh, a couple of, of great uh, PBA members, uh, Jack Jurek and, and Mark McDowell, and, of course, my brother. And so, you know, it was a great time back in the early 80s when, you know, college bowling was uh, it was going strong, and we were, um, you know, just having fun traveling around the country. Uh, one of my best memories I had, though, uh, was uh, Jack and Mark's senior year. Mike and I just uh, made the traveling team, and uh, it was our uh, sophomore years. And uh, we were bowling the uh, Thanksgiving tournament uh, in St. Louis, and uh, I guess our, our reputation had preceded us this uh, for that year because uh, we had won everything. Uh, and our lineup was Mark McDowell, my brother, Mike, and then myself, and a kid out of uh, Houston, Mike Scott. And then uh, Jack Jerk was always our anchor. And we always went Mark, Mike, Mark, Mike, Jack was our turn. And we had won <laughs> all the tournaments up to that point. Well, we we uh, we start and we walk into bowling center. Of course, everyone you know who knows who we are and stuff. So we get down to our lanes. We're about to uh, start bowling the tournament, and um, sure enough, this kid from I think Buffalo Community College, he's bowling next to us, and he starts the first frame, just first frame out of the blocks. He goes up, strikes comes running over to our lane and says, that's for you, West Texas A&M, or West Texas State at that time. <laughs> You're going to see that all day. <laughs> we kind of all just kind of looked at each other, and then we looked back at Jack, and he and Jack said, all right, game on. <laughs> and so we just went on and just crushed the field after that. <laughs> so that was one of our uh, – it was most uh, – fun tournament that I bowled personally because, you know, we were just wanting to show everyone how, you know, how dominating we were at that time. So, so what do you, what have you seen as far as the changes in college bowling over those years, you know, from back competing yourself um, back in the eighties and, and versus how you see the young players today, do they, do they still kind of act and behave the same or have they come down a little bit since then? <laughs> oh no, there's, there's rivalries and, and uh, to this day and, you know, uh, now there are uh, the talent pool in, in college bowling is is tremendous. I mean, there is so much talent coming out of the college ranks onto the PBA right now that it's it's amazing. And you go up and you see, you, you know, in, any team, you, especially on well, men and women, they just throw it so well nowadays, and they're so well coached uh, now that um, I think uh, you know there it's hard to be dominant. Uh, as we were back then 
Uh, of course, Wichita State, you know, is pretty dominant, but there's there's a lot of teams out there that are very competitive, and it makes you know it makes uh, uh, everything a, a level playing field. So, and I I do agree with you. Where you, you know you had mentioned about the skill level of the players going into college being so much greater nowadays mm-hmm. than back then. And, and what do you attribute that to? Uh, getting started I, I, personally in the state of Texas, I feel like it's our high school bowling um, that's that's really uh, starting to dominate um, uh, the state of Texas because more and more schools are are uh, getting into high school bowling, and so that makes our jobs as college coach a lot easier uh, because kids more or less have uh, uh, the fundamentals down. Um, pretty much the when I get them in college, we're just concentrated on lane play. And so and lane play, you know, spare shooting, uh, learning how to, to break down pairs. So um, I think everything's just, you know, they're ahead of the game now than what we were when we when I was going to college. So, Mark, how has social media played a part in your recruiting? And then even as you're a team and as you get your team, how has it helped you guys? And then how has it been a, a distraction or has it been a hindrance in any way to you guys as well? Well, um, it has been definitely a a, a, um, a positive note for for uh, uh, recruiting because uh, I, I contact a lot of bowlers or a lot of kids that I see uh, reading through articles and stuff, uh, possibly through Facebook. Say, hey, I'm you know coach for West Texas A&M. Maybe you'd like to come, you know, visit our our campus. Uh, we've never we we haven't really ran across a whole lot of negativity on on uh, social network. Uh, of course, uh, everything. Uh, I have a meeting with all my kids at, at the start of the season. To say, hey, you know, if you're on Facebook, you better, you know, watch what you say uh, about the, you know, WT and WT program and stuff like that. And and uh, I tend to monitor that pretty pretty closely. So that I haven't really had a whole lot of problems with with the social network on that aspect. And you were talking about high school bowling. I'm curious as to. How are you able to, when you go and watch these kids and you're recruiting, a lot of times there's still the high school tournaments are run on, on some softer patterns and then they get to college and have to bowl on the more challenging patterns. Are you, are you just looking for form and you're saying, look, this guy has good form. It doesn't matter that he's necessarily bowling on a, on a walled-up house shot. His form will translate well to the tougher you know, two-to-one ratio, one-to-one, you know, one-to-one-and-a-half ratio type patterns? That's yeah. That's exactly right. Uh, uh, what I'm looking for is fundamentals. Make sure you know they're fundamentally sound, and because um, you know I can I can teach a kid how to play lanes. Uh, it's just uh, if if they're not fundamentally there, then it's a little slower process to try to get them up to speed where where I'd like for them to be at. But yeah, you're exactly right. They most of the kids and the the bowling combine that I go to in Arlington is is one of the best places to find a lot of hidden talent actually um because you get to see them not only uh, you know not only uh shooting uh strikes and but you could shoot how, see how they shoot their spares see how consistent they are and stuff like that and so I I really look in fact that's the only place I go to is the bowling combine just cuz I know I can sit down really evaluate a player on on the all different aspects of the game, not just in a tournament. So, yeah, the, when when I'm looking at a kid, I, I, I do look for fundamentals, and it doesn't really matter if they bowled on a lot of sport conditions or not because I, I feel like 
I can teach them on how to play the sports shots and stuff in harder patterns. Hey, Mark, I've got a question for you. Have you when you're doing these recruiting efforts and you've seen some of these young players at the combine? Have you ever had your eye on a player that you you know were really really hoping to get that you you thought you had but just kind of couldn't get them to university? Or have you have you been able to you know everyone you see that you like or interested have you been able to to reach out to them and, and, and get them to bowl for school at, uh, at West Texas A&M. Yeah, that, you know, that happens quite often actually. Um, and, and what I tell, uh, especially my returner kids and they say, well, who do you have coming? I said, well, I've got so-and-so and so-and-so coming, but until they're actually here enrolled, I said, I don't count on them until they get here <laughs> just cause you know, the uh, kids tend to change their mind right at the last minute. And, uh, you know, I lose, I lose, a, especially in, in the, this area, I lose a lot of uh, kids to Wichita. Uh, I lose some to uh, um, McKendree and, and Lindenwood. And uh, it's just, you know, it's tough recruiting. Uh, personally, we we uh, do not have scholarships to give out, but the school does pay all our travel uh, fees. So, uh, and, and we do have the lowest tuition here at West Texas in the state of Texas. So, and we also have uh, no out-of-state uh, tuition. We're one of the two states, uh, state colleges or universities across the country that doesn't have out-of-state tuition. Uh, so everyone just pays in-state tuition. So that's one of my selling points and mm-hmm. just trying to get kids to come to WT. But, you know, it's it's tough uh, re- recruiting down here with uh, uh, Newman and Wichita State and and uh, Kansas is starting to uh, be a, a dominant force in our uh, region down here. So, um, but yeah, it does happen. Uh, <laughs> although it does it does happen on the flip side too. We I do get uh, some kids to come in that I wasn't expecting, and they said, "Oh, we, we're you know we're here to bowl." So, so it does happen not as often as just losing kids though. Well, and I'm sure it has to help having Storm on your side and helping helping out with product and such. And so talk about that and just the influence of Storm and what they're able to do for you guys. Because I can see as a as a high school bowler, you know, being able to throw Storm products and Roto-Grip products, et cetera, that that would, be a, that would be a selling point for me and something that would be, you know, a way to, to entice me to come to your, your college. Oh, absolutely. It's a great re- recruiting tool. And we've been with Storm uh, uh, for six years now, and it's been a great relationship, uh, and hopefully we'll be continue with them for next se- several years. Uh, you know, for a, a a student to come in and be able to throw storm and get you know all kinds of storm equipment, you know, to to uh, for their arsenal, uh, you know, it's it's a great benefit. Uh, in fact, I'm I'm looking forward to. Uh, the kids throwing the the Optimus Solid and the Skyrocket. I mean, both those balls look really good. Come, I've seen a few of them thrown at the uh, PBA 50 uh, Signature, and those look really well. Uh, but you know, it's funny though. We've been with Storm for uh, uh, about six years now, and 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 you said, uh, or I wanted to tell you that one of the best balls that I've ever thrown in my life, as my opinion. Is the IQ tour, and and I, I always tell the kids to coming in. I said, if you don't have IQ tour, you need to get one, because it, for me is the most predictable ball on the fresh. I have never had a ball that I can predict on the fresh, and and still strike that much. So 
uh, I always I said, if you have an IQ tour, uh, if you don't have one, you're getting one. <laughs> they don't even question. I said, you're getting one. <laughs> well, that was uh, actually that ball rolled really well for uh, a lot of the players too down at the Open Championships in El Paso. Uh, there were in a lot fact, of that's what I used. Yeah. That. Absolutely, that's what I use. Uh, I, I've got four of them drilled, and uh, I use the IQ tour uh, with the pin in my palm, and it is so even and it's so predictable. Uh, I just loved it. Well, why don't you? you know, speaking of that, then, in, in what you were throwing there, why don't you talk just a little bit, Mark, about your? You know, you guys were part of a, a kind of a unique situation there, right, at the Open Championships this year. You guys piled on. I think it was ten lefties all together on the same pair there, and uh, why don't you yeah, talk yeah. to us a little bit about it? Well, the way this idea came about was back in Baton Rouge when we were in uh, 2012, I believe. I think that was 2012. Anyway, um, I had uh, Taylor Coggins, which was on my uh, lefty team this year, uh, and myself. We were the only two lefties that were bowling on our teams, and, and uh he shoots like fifteen sixty all events, and I think I shoot fifteen fifty. And I'm looking at him and going, Taylor, I I just don't know what to do. I said, There's no way I could have shot more than what I did on on this this shot. I said, What do you think? And this is how this idea came about. I said, What do you think about ten lefties getting together on a, on a pair? And he says, Well, I'll do it. I'll be in for it. And I said, Okay. So. You know, I had that idea. I had that idea for the next four years. I wasn't doing anything with it, and then finally, my brother came, uh, became eligible to bowl the USBCs, and I said, "You know what, Mike? I think this is our chance to be able to get put ten lefties together and see what we can do." And you know, it, at first, it was just an experiment, just see if we can do something. And uh, of course, if anyone watched the the USBC uh, uh, live stream. They, you know, I think everyone was just a lot, really nervous. A lot of spares missed, um, not very good shots made, uh, just because we didn't really know each other. Now, uh, and of course, after we were all done, they were asking me, they said, we're going to do this again, right? I said, sure, why not? So we've already planned on, on uh, uh, putting in the, the 10 lefty teams for next year in Reno. So, But that's how it all came about It's just, you know, it's it mainly just the exper- uh, experiment, but uh, I'm glad. Yeah, I know your team, uh, your, uh, your team, sorry about that, Mark. Your, uh, oh, your no, team you're didn't, right. didn't, didn't, uh, didn't score that high, but you <laughs> individually bowled quite well. I mean, you scored pretty well. You shot 650 or so in the team event. Was it something about your, your ball roll or ball choice or something else that uh, kind of gave you a... I th- well, you know, uh, to be honest, I th- it was ball choice because I used that ball that the IQ tour with the the pin in my palm, and it was so even. Even with the, uh, I could even move in with it, and still it would uh, recover and and fight through the carry down that that I know my brother was struggling with. He even admits that he wasn't used to all that carry down that he had, and um, he said, you know, he's used to uh, out on tour being able to play straighter and not having to move in and. He said that's something he's going to have to work on between now and next year because he just, you know, he just wasn't used to it. So I have to ask you, did you guys, before you went out there, I'm, I'm sure you guys uh, took a look at where Matt McNeil was playing 
and how he just, you know, was really just staying right behind the ball and pretty much just right outside, you know, between three, four, five-ish on, on the left side. Was that kind of what you, the guys who could do that, what you guys are trying to do? And then you, you obviously knew because Matt was, I think, the only lefty on his, mm-hmm. you know, on his, out of his 10. He didn't have to move, but you guys knew you could maybe start there and then you would have to move, move everything. And did you watch Matt and try to, try to at least see if you could get a similar role and reaction to what he had out there? Absolutely. That was the the plan that we had actually going in. We had talked on social network. We had a private page set up with the the ten lefties, and and we talked about how we would attack the lanes and stuff. And and that was our plan. In fact, that's what we did on the practice pairs. We uh, we had uh, seven seven of the lefties, you know, throw surface up uh, two, three, four. Uh, just to kind of open up that part of the lane. And then Mike and I and and uh, Angie would throw plastic up around 10, 11, 12. And so then that way that would carry, have a little carry down. Well, and on the practice pair, it worked perfect. We, uh, uh, of course, lights weren't on and guys were throwing a lot better shots than they were, uh, you know, when <laughs> than in the tournament. So uh, it worked perfect. And, and so then we get to the, uh, tournament lanes and seemed like the uh, the break breakdown wasn't as 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 good as it was on practice pairs and the carry down was just a little longer than what what it was on the practice pairs so we kind of was snake bit for a bit in the first game but then as you can tell if you watched the third game it did really open up and and I mean we had quite a bit of miss room by the third game. We just kind of buried ourselves the first couple of games. Well, it's awesome to hear, though. You guys are ready to jump back at it again next year and, and like I said, get a chance to bowl together and work together. And, and now that you have a little bit of experience, you know, on how the lanes are going to transition, like you said, that much more carry down and stuff than you would normally expect. And I'm sure you'll be able to use all that information to, you know, bring forth a great performance next year. Oh, absolutely, and and yeah, if we had to do it over again, I don't think we would do any any plastic up around ten, eleven, twelve, and then just and we might just you know not use as much surface to open it up as early because you know you're right, Matt did use quite a bit of surface, but he's the only lefty on on the on that pair or one or one of two maybe, and uh, so he was able to stay right where he's at and just and you know Matt's great at repeating shots and. And so, uh, you know, he he just bowled awesome this year, and and uh, you know, my hats off to him. That that looks like he's going to get another what a fourth eagle <laughs> as long as the score stays up. <laughs> That's amazing, actually. <laughs> well, hey, my final question for you is: How are you able to work when you bring in a lefty? And there is still kind of this connotation of, oh, he's a lefty. It's so much easier on your side because you don't have to move. You can stay in that same general area. How are you able to work with some, if you bring in a young lefty, and even as yourself and as your brother, you know, as you guys are growing up and, and with the 10 lefties you bowled with or eight lefties, talk about how you're able to just get that mentally block that. Because you know what? Just because you're left-handed, you still got to make shots. You still got to repeat shots. You still got to throw the ball well. Well, you know, and I'm glad you asked this, Tim, because I was, um, I, when I was out on tour, I was uh, able to, we were hanging out, Mike and I were hanging out with Mike Albee. And he always had a good philosophy with the righty-lefty controversy thing. He said, uh, he told us, he said, if if they ain't tar- if they're not talking about you, they're not worried about you. You know, you have to take it in stride and and realize that 
you know, uh, people do do respect the way you throw it. They just think you, you know, are left-handed. You have it easier. But uh, and I've tried to explain my uh, and I've got a few lefties on my team, and I try to explain to them says, you know, it's not worth getting involved with this righty lefty controversy. And like I said, if 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 they're not uh, talking about you, they're not worried about you. So if they are talking about you, then then you're doing something right. And and they are worried about you. And so um, I think if if uh, you know if 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 a lefty because people see talent, they know talent. And if the lefty is able to bowl well, they're going to get the 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 credit due to them. I think. Good point. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, uh, thank you so much, Mark, for coming on our show. We sure appreciate having you on, and and we'll look forward to uh, catching up with you sometime during next season and and see how the uh, see how the year is going. And we wish you all the best. Oh well, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, just call me anytime, and I'll be happy to answer any questions you might have or or tell you how my season's going. <laughs>